You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. It is a part of Yes Lord Ministries because you just don't know how you bless my life simply by me being connected with you. And so regardless to who you are, regardless to um, whether you have a title or not, I think and praise God for our young people. I just give God all glory, all honor, and all praise. And I thank him because he is so powerful and all-knowing. Listen, let, let me just stop right here and just let you know. We have the victory. Yes, we do. We have the victory. We So we thank and we praise God and we take authority over the distractions of the enemy and over everything that the enemy is trying to do to get us off track, to make us think that we don't have victory. But I need to let you know that we do have victory. We've got it today. And so we think and we praise God and we give him glory. God is a God of miracles. God is a God of breakthrough. He's a God that can turn things around. Even after the doctor has given a bad report, God is the God that can amaze the doctors and change the report. And so that's why I give him glory. I give him money. Come on. I'm not talking about something I've heard. I've experienced it for myself personally. I've seen God do it on behalf of others that we have prayed for, that we have stood in the gap for. And so I still, I still speak that. I speak it into the atmosphere and I come against everything that would try to discourage the people of God. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm fired up today. Hallelujah. To God be all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Listen, for the past several weeks, it's been more than a month. God has been speaking to me about the subject that I'm going to preach on today. And, And so I want you to get ready to receive. Get ready to open yourself up to God. You know, a lot of times we open ourselves up for some of everything else. But when it comes to God, we're reluctant. I want you to close yourself off to everything else and open yourself up to God and everything God has for you. So let's go to the word of God, shall we? Let's go to the word of God. We want to look at Psalm 51 and we want to, uh, we're going to start reading at verse 10 and read to verse 13. Psalm 51. We're reading verse 10 through 13, and this is the King James Version because I've got some different translations I'm going to read for our scriptures today. So get ready. Come on, let's go to the word. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. I I want you, don't forget about these verses that we just read here. Don't forget, even throughout the message, don't forget about this, especially verse 13. Isaiah 57, Isaiah 57, going to read the NIV, Um, 
New International Version. And we're looking at verse 15 of Isaiah 57. It says this, for this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever, aren't you glad you belong to him? Whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Then I want you to look at Psalm 85, verse six. Again, the New International Version. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Psalm 85, verse six. Now let's look at, for our last passage here, Psalm 80, verses 18 and 19. Again, NIV, Psalm 80, verses 18 and 19. Then we will turn, not turn, then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Did you hear that? Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord of God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. This is the word of God. God's word is already blessed. And I want to talk to you from this subject. God, revive us again. God, revive us again. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth in this place, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified, and that the devil will be disappointed and horrified. Can you lift your hands and say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on and give the Lord some praise. Give him some praise. Give him praise in advance. Thank him for who he is in your life, for everything that he's doing, for everything that he has purposed for you, and for everything he intends. He, he has in, intentionally and purposely designed a plan of victory for you. And so we think and we praise God for that. I also want to acknowledge and give honor to those um, pastors, um, those bishops, apostles, uh, evangelists, um, all of those men and women of God that connect with us weekly. Um, I thank you so much and I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There are many that connect with us outside of Yes Lord Ministries. And we want you to know that we appreciate you and we love you very much. Let's get back to this message. I said to you at the beginning that God had been dealing with me for several weeks now. I mean, several weeks. He's been talking to me about revival. God has been speaking to me about what he wants, what he's purposed, what he's planned. He's been speaking to me about getting in position. Come on, I know I'm not the only one. Aren't you glad that God speaks to his people? I, I get concerned when God is silent. I get concerned when he is silent. It doesn't mean that he's not doing what he needs to do, but I get concerned when he's silent. And I appreciate when he speaks to me, when he shares with me. 
Um, there are some things God shares with me. He shares some secrets with me. <laughs> oh God, I thank you. And, and I appreciate him when he gives us head up, heads up. You know what I'm saying? He lets us know what's, what's approaching, what's coming. I, I appreciate that about God. See, when we connect with him, when we're in right relationship with him, God will let you know what's ahead, what's coming. He will give you warnings. He, he, will, he will help you to prepare. Uh, um, I, I appreciate the fact that God loves us so much that he looks out for his people. And so when we look at revival, back in the day, I can remember um, hearing that revival was coming, um, it being announced and it being put into the program. Anybody remember that? Where you, it was announced that there's gonna be a three night revival or there's gonna be a, a five night revival or there's gonna be a, 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 a one night or two night revival. Anybody anybody remember those, those times? I, I can remember, I can remember, and I can even remember that after I became a preacher, I've preached revivals. And these were things that were put in the schedule. How many know there is no revival without God? Without God, there can be no revival. And, and here's the important thing to remember. Remember this. Remember that God can use anyone he wants to use to spark revival. Listen, we're living in dark times. And, and the world has spiraled out of control into dark places. How many of you understand that? You do know that. Uh, often we feel beaten down. We feel weary. Uh, we're confronted with countless challenges. If we're not careful, we put more into the way we feel than what we know. Is anybody hearing me? Come on, it, it's, it's easy to, to get there. It's easy when you're, when you're um, confronted with so many different things coming at you. It's easy to put more into how you're feeling than what you know. Here's what I know. I know God is large and in charge. I know that God is still alive. I know that God, listen, he intends, uh, somebody say he conspires to do good for his people. I know that that's his plan, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts, the plans I have for you, save God. Come on, we already know what we quoted. Even those of us that may not know a whole lot of other scriptures, we know that one. Thoughts of good and not evil to bring the expected outcome, the desired outcome. Come on, the outcome of a victory, the outcome of breakthrough. Come on, the outcome of deliverance, a miraculous outcome. Come on, God is still a God of miracles. That's what I know. I know for a fact that God is God and he can do anything but fail. I know, and, and that's what, I need to focus on more than the way I feel when I'm confronted with the challenges. Come on, because we all get them. We all get them. Just because I'm the preacher this morning does not mean I've been exempt from trials, from tribulations, from disappointments, from discouragements. Come on. 
It does not mean I've been exempt. But here's the thing. I need to remember what I know about God. The one I'm in relationship with. The one who I have surrendered my life to. The one who I look to. Because I got to look to him because everything else will fail. There are other things that will disappoint. But God, he's the one. When everything else falls apart, when people turn their back and walk away, God is the one. When people lose hope in you or faith in you, who, who, who no longer um, see good in you, regardless to what the reason is, maybe it's because of something you've done in the past. For those that will not forget your past and will continue to bring up your past, God is a God that will move your past out the way and bring you forward to your future. <laughs> I love it. He will not hold your past against you. I'm so grateful. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm so grateful that he won't hold my past against me. Because if God was like people, I would not be before you right now preaching the word of God. And so here's the thing. It's not a complicated concept to understand that when you turn out the light, darkness comes in. Evil operates within the cloak of darkness while God is light. Do you do understand that? So while you, while you moving around trying to dip and dab in some stuff, understand that darkness, huh? Evil operates in the cloak of darkness. Also understand this. There's coming a time when everything we do in the dark will be exposed to light. You remove light from humanity and darkness quickly consumes humanity. We need to be revived and God must be involved. I can't say that enough. Revival is just a prayer away. It's just a decision away. It's just a commitment away. And so what is revival? What is it? Well, you know, you look it up and it gives you the nouns and the adjectives, the definition of what revival is. And so it says, as a noun, revival is an improvement in the condition or strengthening of something. Uh, it's an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. It's a new production of an old play or similar work. Y'all have heard of the revivals on Broadway revival of some play, return to glory, importance of strength or strength. Fresh paint and new flower beds mean your neighborhood is experiencing a revival. Uh, the adjective of revival is tending to impart new life and vigor. But what does it mean in the biblical sense, in the spiritual sense? What does it mean? The act or, or an instance of reviving the state of being revived, what does that mean? Uh, it means returning to life or consciousness, restoration of vigor or vitality, a renewed use or interest. Uh, uh, it means a renewal or awakening. Anybody hear me? Renewal or awakening. Um, the word revival itself literally means renewal or awakening. It's impossible to renew something 
that never existed. It's impossible to awaken something that was never woke or someone that was never woke. Revival means making alive again. Making alive again. Those who have been alive but have fallen into what is called a cold, dead state, sometimes lackadaisical. Sometimes uh, there's just no um, no uh, renewed, no vigor, no excitement, no vitality, no interest. Um, uh, they, they, they're just there. Uh, some haven't even um, ventured out to come back to the in-person services. They need to be revived. Some have gotten so comfortable with the virtual and the online until, listen, we have um, in-person twice a month right now. That's temporary though. We're getting back to in-person, but only twice a month. There are still some who have not met us at the physical church in person. And yet they're still members, they're still connected, but they have not ventured out. Oh, they'll get online, but they won't come to the building. Now, listen, we know that it's not about the building. We know that. But right now it's important for us to come back in person. See, during what we went through, there was a um, something that was done against the church. I, I still don't get it. And then I do get it. Here's the thing, churches were shut down, but liquor stores were open. What was that about? Come on, we all know. That's just an example. <laughs> Churches shut down. Um, you're threatened. You, you can't go back in. You better not go back in. And da, da, da. But yet, folks is able to go get their wine and spirits. <laughs> What's going on here? And, and so we've got to take back the power. Anybody hearing me? We have got to get back in position and to be the church with power. We've got to be um, the ones that God has called. We are not a toothless church, but we've got teeth. And we need to make sure, I know some people say, well, what are you talking about? Listen, listen, I grew up in a Southern home and they had all kinds of sayings, but I know what it means. It means that we need to make known who we are right now. You may be shy, you may not be bold, but listen, we gotta be bold in the Holy Ghost in this day and time. And so here's the thing, people who need to be revived, it's not that they're not Christians, they love God. They have life physically, but they need to be revived to bring them back to their first love and spiritual health. And so revival is the awakening or the quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. That's what Robert Coleman says. Charles Finley said this. He said, revival is the return of the church from her backslidings and the conversion of sinners. Oh, I'll get back to that. Here's the thing, the root of revival the root of revival is from the Latin word riveria, which means to live again, huh? To live again. 
And so how does revival happen? I, I was so blessed. Um, last week we were in person in our service. And I declare unto you, revival fire was in that church. Oh, God moved. The power of God fell in there before the preacher could even get up. God just, he just let, he let us know he was there. He let us know not only was he there, but he moved on us. And it broke out from this section. Then it moved to another's. And all over, there were those of us that would open ourselves up to him. We were standing with our hands up. We were dancing before the Lord. We were bowing before him. We were yielding and surrendering to him and fell out under the power of God. There were some that were on the floor just speaking to God in their heavenly language. God moved. If you weren't there, you missed it. But here's the thing, he can do it again. But revival cannot happen independent of God. Revival cannot be programmed. Are you hearing me? We can plan for revival. I can remember back in the day when the revival was announced and we would all get excited, revival is coming. And we would come and sometimes we would get there awesome men of God and awesome women of God who would be preaching the word. And I mean, they were anointed preaching the true, unadulterated, pure word of God. And even in the midst of all that, anointed singing and all of that. And yet we were just having service. Then there were times when we would go for revival and the power of God would fall and people would fall out under the power of God. People would surrender. Uh, people would be reignited. Huh? And, and people, listen, they used to say a long time ago, revival is for the church. But listen, revival is for the church, but it's also to introduce other people to God to introduce them to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so I can remember there were some revivals where people would come and repent and surrender their lives to God. My mother got saved in a revival. Before the revival, she wasn't saved. Oh, she was a sweet person, but she wasn't saved. But we, there was a revival at our church. And she got saved during that revival. And that's what that's what's supposed to happen at revival. So revival happens when God's people are prepared. Now, how do you prepare? It starts with prayer. Listen, somebody's praying for revival right now. Somebody besides me is praying, has been. Can I say it like that? Somebody besides me has been praying for revival. It happens when we're ready with tender hearts, with humble spirits. Come on, you gotta, you gotta submit and surrender yourself unto the Lord. Uh, we can't orchestrate it. God is the one who orchestrates the revivals. He's the one. Revival often begins with people coming under deep conviction and crying out in confession and repentance 
for their sins. Revival does not occur outside of the atmosphere of prayer. Listen, we're saved, but how many of us repent over and over again? I do. I ask God to forgive me. I repent. I repent for, for things I did wrong. I repent for thoughts I had that I shouldn't have had. I repent for saying things I shouldn't say. I repent. Why? Because I'm still a work in progress. Anybody want to act like they, they're not, that they've already maxed, that they, they, they're already where they, you, uh, listen. We are not perfect. We are striving for perfection. What does that mean? Maturity in God. It still doesn't mean we're going to get it, everything right all the time. And so it comes a time when we as the church have to stop making it difficult for people who sincerely want to embrace the church and understand that God, and I'm grateful to him today, is a loving God. He's a forgiving God. Yes, he is a God of judgment, but he's a loving God. He's a forgiving God. When, when we sincerely denounce the things of the enemy, the things of the devil, stuff that we've been dabbling in, denounce the occult spirit, denounce witchcraft, denounce you're dabbling in all that stuff. Denounce it in the name of Jesus. Denounce fornication. Denounce lying. Denounce it. Denounce being a gossiper. Denounce it. And when we repent and sincerely come to God, denounce living a lifestyle that's outside of the word of God, outside of God, that God does not agree with, regardless to who we are. Denounce it and come in humble submission to him. I, I, I guarantee you, he will receive you. He will love you. He will love you and you will be who he has always ordained that you should be. You, yourself, you will be, but you will be your best self because that's what God has planned for us. And so revival happens when people are prepared. In Psalm 51, we read uh, verses 10 through 13, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's revival right there. David, after he had messed around and had sex, had an affair with Bathsheba, he cried out for revival after that sinful affair with Bathsheba. Come on, I don't care who you are. When you do wrong, you've got to repent. David was the king, but he did wrong and he repented unto God. Then it says, cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. God, don't, don't, don't leave me. Don't, Lord, I, I, I need to come back to you. I need to reconnect to you. God, don't cut me off. Then verse 12 says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. God, restore me. Revival brings restoration, people of God, precious people. And then the 
Verse 13 says, then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Listen, after we've been through revival, we're not just supposed to uh, 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 come out to service and that's it. We had a good service. Revival has not, it's not about the emotions. It's not about emotionalism. And so that's what we need to understand. So verse 13 tells us, after you've been revived, listen, you need to go share with somebody else. Somebody else needs to benefit from the fact that you've been revived. Is anybody hearing me? And so David, David, even in, in Psalm 139, he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxiety and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We used to sing a song about search me, Lord. If you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and strengthen me. I wanna be right, I wanna be saved and I wanna be whole. That was an old song back in the day. David knew where personal revival had to begin. It's gotta begin with you. It's gotta begin with me. It's gotta begin in our hearts and in our souls. Remember, whatever is not from faith is sin, and it is sin that quenches the Holy Spirit in the human heart. So understand this. We need to be revived, people. When the Holy Spirit speaks to us about the condition of our heart without obedience, there will be no personal revival. There is a reason God brings conviction. And it's so that when we, when we repent, we will be revived and live righteous living. And then we looked at uh, Isaiah 57 and 15, and it says, for this is what the high and holy exalted one says, he who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and lofty place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Understands this. God said that he lives, he lives in the high and holy place, but he also lives in the contrite and lowly spirit, which means those of us that are repentant, those of us that will repent, he inhabits, he dwells in us when we repent. It, it's important for us to understand being saved, we surrender our lives we receive and accept Jesus Christ as, as our Lord and Savior. And that brings us into right relationship with God the Father. But then we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. We need to be filled. He needs to live in us. He needs to dwell in us. Because when we would do wrong, he brings us in check. Uh, there's something about doing what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> when you belong to God, you will not rest. You will not sleep. You will not have peace until you repent. I don't know about anybody else, but that's my experience. You toss and, and turn all night. You're up through the night. You're walking. You're praying. You're... The most important thing is you got to repent. It's not enough to just walk back and forth pacing. Repent. You know you did wrong. I knew I had done wrong. I 
know I needed to repent. God's not going to allow you to be comfortable in your mess. And that was the thing. He would not allow me to be comfortable in my mess. God has great things in store for us. He has, he has great things purposely for us. Why would he allow us to enjoy and experience it in mess? He wants us to be right. And we've got to do right in order to be right. And so in Isaiah 57, it was really interesting because it starts out talking about the condemnation uh, of the people and the things that the people had done that they shouldn't have done. And so it was the condemnation of Israel's idolatry. Now we know we live in a day and a time right now where there's idolatry going on. People worshiping things and gods that they shouldn't be worshiping and yet saying that they belong to the true and living God. How can I belong to the true and living God if I'm worshiping something that's not God? And yet I think it's okay. I, I, I think it's all right because I want to I want to dabble in it. I want to experience it. No, no, no. And see, that's what Israel did. Israel did all kinds of stuff. They they worship with uh, uh, the idol gods. They connected. Listen to this, people. They hooked up with folk they shouldn't have been hooking up with. Is anybody hearing me? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Might be some children out there listening. So y'all better get it because y'all know I can get down raw. They was hooking up with folk they shouldn't have been hooking up with. Do you realize and understand that everybody you have sex with, you've had sex with everybody they've had sex with? Did you know that? And, and there are people, they're dabbling in some strange stuff, some witchcraft, some occult, all kinds of stuff. You need to understand and realize that you are uniting your soul with something that shouldn't be. Oh, that's another teaching. God has been dealing with me with this stuff that this needs to be taught because there's so many who are doing this stuff and they think it's okay. They're just moving on. And then some doing it thinking they got more time. People are leaving here. You don't know when the last time will be that you will lay your head on your pillow, go to sleep and not wake up. You don't know. No, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm trying to help you understand this is serious. It's serious as a matter of life and death. Our lives and our, come on here now, even your spiritual death. Understand. And, and so they have dabbled in idolatry and we're doing stuff. And so it starts out talking about how the righteous people are leaving. They're passing away. They're going on. And nobody is paying attention. Nobody's acting like they care. And it continues on. And it goes on down to, uh, to verse 15. And in verse 15, that's when it says, For thus said the Lord, because from verse 14 through the end of that chapter, it's encouraging, it's exhorting you, exhorting the people, return to God. Come on here now. We got to return to God. I'm talking about God revive us again. We've got to return to him. Some of us have fallen asleep. Some of us that were 
um, uh, ignited and on fire for God, we need to be reignited. Some of us have gotten to the point to where we're in a slumber. And God wants to shake us up and wake us up. Come on here now. Especially, come on. We've been called to be movers and shakers in the earth. How can we move and shake anything when we not woke? You got to be woke. Somebody drop in the chat. You need to be woke. You got to be woke. And God wants to reawaken us. He wants to reawaken us. He wants to, to renew us. He wants to reignite us. He wants us to, to be on fire for it. doesn't mean, listen, people get too caught up in the emotional stuff. That's not what it means. But after we come to service, listen, last week, after that good service, do you think for one moment that I just kept it to myself? Somebody else need to benefit from what I experienced. Somebody else's soul need to be saved. Is anybody hearing me? Somebody. And, and God wants us to help pull them from the cliff, from the edge of the cliff. And so we've got to do, listen, I don't care. You may not be a preacher. You may not have a title. God wants to use you to ignite somebody else. He wants to revive you. He wants to stir you up. Not just stir up the gifts. He wants to stir the embers of that flame of fire in you. So that you will realize and understand you will not be satisfied until other souls are one to the kingdom. And, and so in that particular passage of scripture, it said that for thus said the high and lofty one. He wanted us, wanted the people to return back to him. And so we look at, we look at Psalm. We looked at Psalm 85 and verse six, which we read. And they asked the question, they said, will you not revive us again? That your people may rejoice in you. What was it saying? God, we know we did some stuff. Can you admit that? Can you admit, Lord, I know I did some stuff. Come on here now. I, there are times I've gotten on my knees and I said, God, I, I know I was wrong. I know I, I did some stuff, God. God, forgive me. I repent, God. I repent. Lord, restore me back to you. Lord, I don't want to be without you. And so in this particular Psalm 85, it's saying, God, we know we did wrong. God, will you continue to be angry with us? Will you not revive us? We need to be revived, God. We, we finally got some sense and understand and realize we need you to revive us. So God, will you do it for us? Or will you turn away and not do it? Do it so that we can rejoice, God, in you. And Psalm 80 and 18 says, then we will turn, not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Psalm 80, 18 and 19. We will not turn away from you. Revive us. Lord, in your reviving of us, 
We acknowledge that you did it, that you revived us. We acknowledge that if it wasn't for you, we would have died. If it wasn't for you, God, we wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for you, God. So God, we repent for not fulfilling the purpose, plan, and destiny that you have for our lives. God, revive us so that we can call on your name. We can let others know and share you with them that they will receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Come on here now. And that's what verse 13 of Psalm 51 was saying. It was saying that when I get revived, I've got to win other souls. It Listen, there is always going to be an evangelistic element to the church. You may not be called evangelist. God knows there's folks walking around being called evangelists and they ain't winning nobody. And, and so you need to understand, we all are supposed to win. There are times that you will win someone to the Lord simply by them observing your life. There are two main purposes for revival. To revitalize the spiritual life of the church and to gain new followers. Two main reasons. And so a church revival involves a group of believers, a group of Christians praying and seeking the Holy Spirit's presence together while rejoicing over a renewed spiritual exuberance. And others, when we come out of there, they'll be able to see there's something different in our lives. We won't be walking around like, yeah, I go to church. Uh-huh. No. Yes, uh, I would you like to come? I want to invite you to our church. I want to invite you to come. Awesome word that comes forth. And we have this, 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 just build it up so that they can understand that in coming and uniting with you, that their relationship with God can be developed and matured. Not only that, they can fulfill the purpose, plan, and destiny God has for them. There's somebody looking. I, I know I'm talking fast. I got to go. Somebody looking for more and you have it and you won't share it with them. When God draws near, because when revival breaks out, God comes in and see, here's the thing. It doesn't happen without him anyway. It's not independent of God. When God draws near, the soul is turned inside out. Oh, my Lord. Revival, God, revive us again. We pray that you have been uh, encouraged. Understand that there are examples of revival going on right now. <laughs> right now. And it's students on college campuses, believe it or not. There's one in Kentucky. They went to the chapel. And revival broke out. And they didn't leave. And it's been going on for days. People from all over the world have been visiting. Here's my thing. It's all right to visit, but what about revival where you are? Is that the only way you can really experience revival by going where somebody else is watching somebody else burn? Why can't revival fire break out where we are? Then there's a, another college campus in Alabama. It's happened. It started happening. 
where they went to the chapel. And even though serve, uh, the classes were canceled because of the weather, they did not leave the chapel. They're continually in praise and worship. Revival. Understand, it's about the spiritual reigniting, renewed life, uh, the stirring up of a fire that's already in us, and an invitation to new converts. Revival doesn't end with the benediction. Did you hear that? I need to get that across because I remember back in the day, after the benediction, even after the revival was over, it was almost like you wasn't in revival. No, revival continues. The utterance, see, revival, let, let me tell you what, what the word benediction means. Benediction means the utterance or bestowing of a blessing. Especially at the end of a religious service, they do that benediction. But beneficial, benediction rather, means blessing. And it is beneficial. <laughs> benediction means blessing. And so why would revival end after the benediction? Anyone who has truly been revived is empowered, reawakened, reignited, and intentionally seeks to awaken others or introduce others to Christ, to win souls, to the kingdom, to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord, to establish relationship with God, the Father, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is fully functional in your life. When you're revived, it, revived, it doesn't wear off after a few days. It doesn't wear off after a few weeks. When you're revived, no, 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 it doesn't. Because you have renewed vigor. God, revive us again. We pray that you have been encouraged. We pray that you have been blessed. We pray that you've been stirred up. Listen, the next time we have in-person service, which is next Sunday, it ought to be full in that place with people coming, connecting. Because I guarantee you this. For those of us that will show up and open ourselves up to the Lord. And listen, it doesn't have to wait till then. It can start right now. The revival process can start in you. So that by the time we all come together, again, revive us, Lord. Revival fire will break out all over the place. Come on, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now. We thank you, Lord, for those, Lord, that... Uh, uh, need to be revived, those that need to be reawakened, need that renewed vigor, God, need new life. <laughs> God, I thank you right now. Lord, I know life has happened to them, but God, thank you for stirring them up, helping them to understand and to realize it's much bigger than them. It's greater. And so we thank you now. Lord, we thank you for turning that bad news into good news in the name of Jesus. And we Thank you and we appreciate you for loving us enough to revive us again. God, we thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace. In Jesus' name. Now listen, if there's somebody out there you need to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, let me pray with you right now. I want you to repeat with me. Lord, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you because your word is truth. The preacher has already proven that your word is power and your word is life. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins. I repent of my sins. I thank you because your word says that if I 
believe in my heart, if I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins and that you rose again on the third day, that I can be saved. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And now I am saved. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, please reach out to us so that we can walk you through next steps, regardless to where you're located, regardless whether you're in New Jersey, outside of New Jersey, reach out to us. We want to walk you through next steps. And listen, for those that need a church home, Yes Lord Ministries is a good church. We have not just in-person members, but even virtual members as well that can connect with us virtually and we can work with you and we can walk you through so that you will realize you're not alone. We thank and we praise God for each and every one of you. We look forward to connecting with you again. Don't forget, come on, let's be revived. God has revived us again. Stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1-844-948-3895. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.